Hi everyone, uh, welcome to Yelai, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Ashish uh, Santalia, uh, co-founder of Convin.ai, a conversation intelligence platform for sales teams. Ashish is a graduate of IIT Delhi and uh, has worked for companies such as uh, Notice App, uh, LimeTray, and Byju's uh, before starting his own venture. Hi Ashish, welcome to Yelai. Hi. Hi, Priya. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you, sir? All good. So I, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience. Hey, everyone. This is Ashish. Uh, I'm currently working as founder at Content. And uh, before that, I was product manager at multiple companies. So I have been a product manager all my life, uh, since college, I would say. And, uh, we identified a couple of problems, started a venture in college as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I started working as a product manager after shutting down the first venture. And, you know, fortunately, I identified another problem which I would like to work on and then started Convent.ai. So, yes, uh, building Convent.ai right now. That's a brief background about it. Uh, tell us about Convent.ai. Uh... What is it about? What problems does it solve? What scale uh, is it operating at, et cetera, et cetera? Right. Uh, so see, Convent is a conversation intelligence platform. What does that mean is that we work with conversations. Any kind of conversations that you do, we are able to record, transcribe, and analyze that conversation. If you think about this in a you know, corporate setup where there is a company talking to its customer, you will see that a company talks to its customer through mm -hmm. multiple channels and multiple functions. So there will be a marketing team, product team, uh, there will be a sales team, support team, different kind of teams talking to customers across different channels, right? And all of these are conversations. Right? Mm -hmm. It might be emails, chats, phone calls, video conferencing, right? So what we do is we are able to record these conversations, basically get all of these conversations at one place, and then able to uh, analyze all of them and then tell people what, where they are doing good, what they are doing wrong, where they can improve, right? Uh, we have narrowed down the entire use case for sales right now, so that we are going to get into the companies through sales as a function, and then eventually spread for them. That's the whole okay how does it uh, work in the back end uh, how do you identify what they're doing right or wrong uh, how, how does it work from a, a technology and operation standpoint so we use nlp what we use is we use speech to text to convert everything that we record into text and then we use nlp on top of it uh, obviously there are certain parameters that we look for uh, certain things that we try to find from the conversations uh, there's a lot of uh, machine learning and uh, unsupervised learning going into this whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, that's, we, we, we actually analyze a lot of data around it to figure out what exactly is happening in the correct way, what is not happening in the correct way. Obviously, there's mapping around those data points and we are using that to be able to do that. Okay. Have you achieved product market fit yet? No, I would not say we have achieved product market fit. Uh, it's a very big space and crowded one, right? A lot of players uh, who are trying to do something like this. A product market fit, um, the definition of product market fit is not something which is very, very clear right now. Probably we'll go along and we'll figure out 
what a product market fit for us looks like. Uh, but the idea is for us right now to narrow down the gap between uh, the real problems that the market has and the solution that we have. So we continuously work on narrowing down that gap. What is the current scale of operation? How many people are using the platform? Uh, what kind of value they are getting? Uh, so yes, we have more than 10 customers and uh, it's very early for us. Uh, we started uh, when we started working on this a couple of months back full time right and uh, so it's early early for us and we are actually now you know going forward with uh, more and more clients the focus is india and us uh, can you tell us ab uh, about how you built this uh, product face uh, uh, by face like uh, uh, how did you find the people to uh, build this thing up and then um, what are the series of steps like uh, some uh, for a product we do user testing and uh, sure. UI building, etc. So can you take us through that process? Sure, sure. Uh, see, uh, this whole thing started from a very personal experience, right? And not just one personal experience, I would say multiple personal experiences. Where I was working as a product manager at uh, one of my previous companies, Lime I took on bank meetings to discuss their problems, more about the product uh, that we were building at that point in time, what they like, what they would not like, why would they buy the product or why would they not buy the product, right? All of those things. Uh, this gave me a very interesting insight that the sales conversations that many people do with the customers are very, very important, but are never recorded. Uh, you would not find a document around it at any point in time no documentation whatsoever and uh, less than 25% of it was retained after a week, right? Uh, so I started recording those conversations on my own. That was the first you know, understanding of the problem and the solution. Uh, we start, I started, when I switched from Lime to Baiju, I started looking at similar kind of problem statement happening everywhere, right? And that was the first, uh, you know, there was more or less one or two year of realization around, you know, a long chain of thoughts and realization that, okay, this is something which is, it seems like a proper problem statement to solve for, right? Uh, but the tech behind that was very, very hard. Fortunately, I was able to find three of my batchmates, Gumkesh, Atul, and uh, Bharat, uh, very easily. I was able to talk to them. I was able to make sure that they understand the same scale of the problem and they come on a common ground to say that, hey, this is something we want to solve for. Uh, it was easy for me finding the initial team. Honestly, uh, it's not very very easy to find you know people like Kurgesh uh, and and get them on the same page uh, to solve for a problem. But it was a bit easier for me. Uh, I have worked with Durgesh on my first startup, which is Notisa, earlier as well. So he had been my co-founder earlier as well, and we were on the same page for a long time. But, you know, we wanted to do something different, and we wanted to. Or solve some kind of problems that were real, and this is something that came up. We thought that yes, this is good to do. We should be able to try it. So yes, that's how this whole thing started. Initially, we built the whole product ourselves. We did not. Uh, I mean, we did not actually need the help, uh, any help outside. We built all the tech, all the product, everything ourselves initially. Okay. Again, uh, to build a product, there has to be a connect with the market. Did you uh, do any sort of market research, uh, uh, interviews that we do with the user base uh, 
to understand their uh, requirements, etc. So can you take us uh, through those steps as well? Sure. Uh, and in fact, this was pretty hard for me, right? I was a product manager uh, working with mostly in India, right? And uh, Indian people, right? Uh, but the, the product that we were trying to build at that point in time, so when I started thinking about this, uh, market, major market for this product was in US. You know, now Indian companies have also started using products like this, but majorly at that point in time, the product was for US as a market. Uh, so what I used to do is I used to, uh, you know, send requests to random VP of sales. I, I did not know those people. I used to send requests to VP of sales, any VP of sales on LinkedIn in US. And uh, I hope I hope that they accepted it. And then when they accepted it, I would message them about, you know, this whole thing that I'm thinking. And I would try to talk to them. Uh, so, you know, I would have talked to around 200, 300 uh, very senior people in sales in US, mm -hmm. uh, then at least 300 people who are the users of the product, right? So I understand both sides of it, the buyer side of it and the user side of it uh, before we started to build out anything. And that gave me a fairly good idea of the problem, the market, uh, you know, what people are using as an alternative, what they're, you know, where are they lagging behind, what kind of solution they are exactly looking for, right? Uh, what are the players are in the market? So give me a lot of insight around that. Yes, yeah, so I would have talked around 500 to 600 people into it before we started building this up. Okay. Uh, any pivots did you do uh, in between uh, while uh, building this product yeah. or uh, building this model? Uh, I would not say pivot. Uh, see, what happens is it's very early to say we have done any kind of pivot, you know, honestly. Uh, what pivot means actually is you changing a lot of, not only one feature in the product here and there, but it also means changing the positioning, right? Uh, changing what everyone in the organization know what they're working for. Right? Mm. Uh, so we have not done this. We have not done that pivot any uh, till now yet. Uh, again, as I said earlier, what we're trying to do is we know that there is a problem in the market. And we are building a solution. Uh, we also know that that solution might not be the exact fit that what market needs. We are trying to narrow down that gap, uh, you know, uh, regularly. This is what we are approaching. If we are narrow, narrowing down that gap, um, pretty much sure. Uh, if pivot is a way through which that gap can be narrowed at some point in time, we'll do the pivot as well. At this point in time, it feels that that gap can be narrowed down by other things. It might be distribution strategy. It might be a better product experience or something like that, right? Uh, so yes, we are, we are trying to figure out that as a problem first and then solution, pivot might be a solution, will come in later. Any growth hacks that you have tried or uh, now experimenting with your uh, venture? Uh, B2B really has hacks, honestly, and the kind of market we are capturing, we are trying to go into mid-market mid, uh, mid to enterprise. Uh, growth hacks generally don't work. Uh, you know, I read somewhere recently that B2B sales is like politics. So, you know, you, you go into uh, talking to people, you convince them, but then you also become their friends, right? You help them solve the problem and then they help you, right, in return, right? Uh, fairly something that, stick, uh, you know, sticks with me, uh, will stick with me for a long time, right? Hmm. I would not say something which uh, I have done and it's like a growth hack, 
but yes uh, asking for help has been a growth factor you know so honestly if if uh, you know the earlier thing that i what i used to feel earlier was that hey how would i ask this guy if, if they can help me or not why would they even listen someone who is a vp of sales in us sitting somewhere as like uh, doing his job and you know hitting the quota for the next quarter right planning to hit the quota for the next quarter right they would not actually i thought they would not actually you know hear me out or even give me five or 10 minutes but i was surprised how people are so warm right you you go and ask for people that's the simplest fact that i can suggest um, go and ask for help and uh, 5% of people will help you, at least and if you go with the bigger number 5% of people will be very big as a number and you will get all the help that you need. so that that's is, the only growth hack that comes to mind that is so true um can you tell us what is the north star metric uh, you have for your uh, company sure so the north star metric that we are looking at today uh, uh, priya is about the number of sales people that we are serving so we have a goal to serve a million sales people that we are operating with very clear everyone knows this uh, everyone works towards this work towards this are we serving 1 million people or how are we going to serve 1 million people or not uh, everything is aligned according to this what are the different challenges that you have uh, you and your co-founders have faced so far while building and growing this venture i would say a lot and we are also still facing challenges honestly uh, challenges comes in various forms right it's not uh, just about building the product it's uh, actually in different areas so when you if you think about what different activities we do right when we build a business we need to understand what the market needs that's one uh, second we need to probably figure out a solution for that need right uh, third part is if you figure out a solution it will not sell itself right you have to go and sell it and the fourth one is you have to establish some sort of brand because not only not only you will figure out a solution your competitors will also figure out a solution and they will also sell it right so you have to sell against them and have a proper brand or something like that, right uh, so i would say we have faced fair share of problems along all these four categories uh, while building the product while understanding the market needs uh, we are facing problems and we are facing it on a regular daily basis uh, for selling how do we reach out to the target customers how do we exactly sell them right uh, and and then obviously creating a brand so we don't have a lot of money and the competitors in the space have done so i mean uh, we probably have not even spent uh, more than probably i would say 20 lakh rupees in total mm. uh, to build something like this uh, while you know companies in our segment have 600 million dollar in their funding right uh, so it's, it's a very crowded market that way Uh, multiple challenges across what, when we have started building this till now, and uh, probably one of the biggest challenges will be to establish ourselves as an alternative to something already existing in the market. What is the vision you have as a company or as a uh, startup? For example, after ten years, twenty years time, where do you see the company going uh, in the long term? Uh, i would not say that i have uh, that longer of a view right i do I, i will be very honest to say that uh, 10 years or 20 years down the line is very very far you, know, you don't know what will happen at that you know, during that period of time or up, up to that period of time 
what we know is obviously what we are going to do in next few years. Uh, where are we going to, supposed to be in next few years? Next three years is what I have a view of. Uh, do I need to have that for 10 years to 20 years? I, it seems unnecessary as of now. Uh, a lot might change. Uh, things might get very, very different. Uh, but do we need to have a two to three year worldview at this point in time? Yes. And that we have. Uh, do we have a short term view on this? Like six months? Yes, that we have. Uh, so general view after two to three years is that we want to own a certain share of the market that we are operating. And as I said, right, uh, we want to serve one million salespeople. That's what we are, whole goal is, right? And obviously we would want to achieve some target of that in the next two to three years. Um, actually a major goal. So the way we are looking at the group is, and are we going to capture more salespeople who we are serving at all the points of time? And that's what we are to optimize for. Tell us uh, about uh, some of the failures that you have gone through uh, as an entrepreneur. Plenty, actually. I mean, I can't even remember how many failures I have. Uh, but yeah, if I have to recall, I started building things when we were in second year of the college. Okay. And uh, the first idea was something to build like Gophers in college when Gophers did not exist. Uh, and build basket did not exist on uh, So we tried building something like that. We failed in college. Uh, this was during the second year, I think, I guess 2013 or something. And then uh, we started building, uh, you know, multiple kind of products, right? I was fascinated with Paytm, Paytm's mobile app on my phone. And it was the first smartphone I got uh, you know, in 2002. And I was fascinated by the mobile app that, you know, we were used to, uh, we were able to use and we were able to recharge things for. Right. Um, so I started building out uh, multiple things. The first failure would be that uh, that growthless um, kind of thing that we started to build. The second failure would be around notice app, obviously, uh, that we invested a lot of time in, but eventually we found that it is not working out uh, at that point in time. Um, and this is probably the third thing that I'm trying to do at this point in time. Okay. Uh, going through so, so many. This would be the third serious thing. I am pretty much sure there are a couple of other failures which I don't <laughs> remember that. Okay. So, going through so many failures, uh, as an entrepreneur, you must be uh, getting tired, restless, or may you may also lose focus. So, uh, can you tell us how do you manage such situations? How do you manage uh, to stay consistent uh, throughout the journey of entrepreneurship? Okay, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be able to give a proper answer to this, uh, but what I think is most of it is mindset. Uh, you know, uh, so what we know is, what we already know is building a business is very, very tough. And uh, initially when we started doing this, it was a lot more about fascination. We were fascinated about building something. Mm -hmm. And we actually were fascinated about just building something, not building a business when I initially started with it. But slowly as I started looking at other people, uh, you know, in, in the world, right? Other people who are doing something and everything, figured out that it's more or not, it's not just about building something, it's about building a business. And building a business is a very hard thing to do. If you are the smallest of the business, but you own it, you run it, uh, you have all my respect, right? It's a very, very hard thing to run a business, even a small one. Mm -hmm. uh, and once I understood this, everything else was then 
falling in place. Uh, then I felt very clear about all of this in my head. I feel very clear about this all, all of this thing. I, feel, I at least feel very, uh, you know, settled down in my mind when I think about all of this. What I understand is building this is going to be very, very hard. It's going to be a long journey. Right? Uh, why I'm going to do it or why I'm trying to do it is very clear to me personally. And because that goal is so clear, it's not associated with any kind of returns that I'm expecting, uh, but it's rather something else more abstract in nature. And I'm pretty much settled in my mind that, hey, I don't really need to be worried about anything, right? I know that I can, I always will have a safety net falling back somehow, right? I will always find something to do. Uh, somehow I'm very, very settled to go on to this long journey and figure out something at the end of it. So uh, I'm not sure what will happen with this one or whatever the next, next thing I will do, but what I'm settled through is, is that I'll eventually find something to do. And I will do something good at it. So yes, probably that does this answer your question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coming to my next question, tell us how do you take decisions, especially the tough decision? What is the decision making process that you follow? Because I understand entrepreneurs have to make decision every day, every hour. Uh, in fact. And uh, these decisions are very crucial, affect a lot many stakeholders, not only to the entrepreneurs themselves. Having said that, uh, can you tell us how do you make decisions uh, for your venture? Sure. Uh, there's no set formula actually, right? Uh, or there's no specific uh, plan or framework that I use to make decisions. What I try to look for majorly in any kind of situation that comes up is what is the goal that we are going to have? Or what is the goal that we should have? A short term goal, long term goal. Possible, not possible comes very late. You know, it's all a state of mind. Possibility and non possibility is a state of mind. So we don't go into that. We rather than look at, we rather than try to look, we try to look at things from an ideal perspective. Why, what ideally should happen? What ideally should be the What ideally uh, we should aim for right? all of that. So basically the goal thing comes pretty much very, very first. Like uh, this is like the top layer of before deciding anything. And once that goal is very clear, until we don't have that clear goal, we keep trying to find it. We don't take a decision until we have a goal available with us, right? And we keep trying to find that goal. Once that goal is pretty much clear, all you have to do is then take a logical decision around it on how do you fit that goal. With the decision that you are taking. Uh, this might sound very easy, but has come in through multiple years of constant self-development over the time. So we are able to assign goals now pretty very, very quickly, very quickly. So we if we have some situation at hand, we will be able to assign a goal to that situation very quickly. And once we assign that goal, it becomes only logical for us to take a certain kind of decision. Uh, it's just one of the most important things I would say while making my decision. Second thing that I use sometimes, more like a framework that I'm pretty much sure everyone will be aware, already aware about, are reversible and non-reversible decisions. Uh, so I look at, when I make a decision, I look at it from this angle, are they reversible or non-reversible? If they're reversible, and if time is something that I want to optimize for, I'll not waste a lot of time and take a decision. Instead. If it is non-reversible, uh, we will definitely spend more time onto it and try to figure out 
how ideally we will be able to do that. Okay. So yeah, that's that's how we do. Okay. This is the final question I have. Tell us about the lessons that you have learned uh, as an entrepreneur, which can be taken away by us and uh, can be applied to our ventures. Very hard, honestly. Uh, you know what happens is you learn a lot of things, and then you it actually becomes a part of your subconscious mind, right? Uh, and then after some time, you don't consider it as learning, honestly. That's how what happens with you. Uh, but if I have to actually say a few things which are important, one is always ask for help. Uh, don't shy away from it. I ask for help from anyone and everyone that I. I mean, I, I I don't even remember how many people I just gone through who don't know me, who don't know I exist. But I even to them and I try to ask them for help. Uh, that's something because I know I don't know everything and I'm learning. I'll keep on learning all the time. Help uh, asking for help is the best thing I can do at all points in time. And uh, second is uh, obviously, you know, one of the learning that has come in again, it's a hard-earned learning, is uh, being able to impart clarity to everyone on the team. You know, as as someone who's uh, working and you know, let's say, working as a co-founder at one, right? What I really think is very important for me to do is to be able to impart clarity to everyone else on the team and why we are doing something, what we are trying to achieve. Uh, the better I am able to impart this clarity, the better I am able to transfer this clarity, the better everyone else becomes. And that's my goal to, uh, you know, the whole goal actually. Probably this is one of the best part of my job is that I have to actually impart all the clarity and all the important things to everyone else so that they can become better at their work and eventually we can uh, i'll not say a lot of things i think people eventually learn themselves uh, but these are the two important most important things that i have learned. okay uh well uh it was a pleasure uh, to host you here at uh, eli and uh, thanks for your time ashish and our best wishes for convince.ai thank you thanks a lot for your